Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Captain Kiwi, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. It'll keep the wind in your sails. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to show your support. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners to this episode 126 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, everybody. You know that George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, Dinosaurs are on the loose again as we watch the latest entry in the Jurassic Park franchise. We'll check out some nifty tech to take gaming on your smartphone to the next level. And the summer Steam sale is upon us, which is rough for our wallets, (laughs) but great for gaming. We're going to dig into those topics and so much more in this episode. Before we do, though, it's time for some fourth listener email. Look, there's the three of us. There's me and George and Mo, and we know we're going to listen to the show. But if anybody else decides they would like to, that's the fourth listener. Uh, And this time around, the fourth listener was Stu Monkey, longtime fourth listener. Hey, yeah, he uh, he wrote in with a subject line. I crush your head. (laughs) That was rude. <laughs> no, what do we do to Stu Monkey? <laughs> you won't think it is in a second because it starts with Yo, George. Okay. Uh oh. Love the interview you did with Kevin McDonald. Oh, okay. Hey, ah. <laughs> crushing your head. Okay. It all comes together now. Yes. I grew up watching Kids in the Hall, and it remains my staple for the type of comedy I most enjoy. I often quote lines from the show, and even my daughter, 16 years old, and I do the I crush your head thing often. <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget the chicken lady? Oh, my God. That was <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> that was disturbing. <laughs> well, Saturday Night Live and others are more mainstream. I've always prefer the underground, raw style of Kids in the Hall, especially since it ran on HBO and could get away with more than regular cable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they certainly did this time. Oh, yeah. Boy, did they. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, anyway, great to hear about the new Amazon series because I was unaware. So, George, oh. you've done your public service hey. for Stu Monkey. There you go. There we go. Yeah, and I was certainly check it out. As always, 
Thanks for the rad content. May the fourth listener be with you, Stu Monkey. Yeah, that <laughs> was a fascinating interview. You, George, you did a couple of pieces for the podcast and a video on YouTube. Yeah, it was one of those serendipitous things that came together through different contacts and friendships and stuff. And it worked out really well. Kevin McDonald mm -hmm. is a delight. The man, what mm -hmm. you guys saw in the interviews or heard on the mm -hmm. podcast versions, uh, he wasn't acting. I didn't feel like we spoke for a couple of hours during the whole process. And he was, he was just a delightful human being. It was a great to get that interview well received. Uh, there was another email that I saw from somebody that said uh, he, he banks at the same bank as Kevin McDonald and sometimes <laughs> so sees him in line. Like, hey, next time you see him, tell him Gen X grown up said, hey. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are enjoying that. It's a, a, a good work on that, George. A nice, nice get oh, yeah. as well. And Stu Monkey really enjoyed it. So thank you for writing in, Stu Monkey. We appreciate that you did. We love it every time, the fourth listener. First, we love that we have a fourth listener and that they take time to write in <laughs> to tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what they enjoyed about the show. If you would like your email featured on the show, hey, it's so easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one. And most of them, like Stu Monkeys, will eventually make the show. Now, one more little bit of business to cover. It's been a while but we have a new iTunes review. Oh, yeah. wow. It's been a bit. Well, it's not even iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts now, yes. they call themselves. But, it, you know, it's iTunes, huh? It's iTunes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're iTunes. Uh, but we got a new review uh, from user Bostones73. Mm, okay. Right in our wheelhouse for age time. Right. 73 yeah. is a year, right? Is he mighty, mighty? <laughs> After seeing this review, I'm going to say yes, he's mighty, mighty, Bostones. <laughs> or she. I don't know. It could be. It could be yes, she. It could be a she. Yeah, That's true, right. Five-star review. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Uh, the topic was, love these guys. This is the part where George usually says, was he talking about us? Yes, they're talking about us, George. Before you ask. <laughs> Wait a minute. You preemptively shushed me? What the hell was that about? <laughs> we know each other well enough to know you're going to go, they can't be talking about you. Us. Yes, <laughs> I was actually still writing off of the high of the interview. Oh, okay. Email, so I wasn't yeah. thinking that way. <laughs> His endorphin hit, he's still kind of going with That's that. That's right. So. Still coming down. So Boston says in this five-star review, great podcast about fun, modern pop culture and tech, and also about great memories from growing up through Gen X. Well done, guys. Keep up the great work. Awesome. Nice. Thank you, Boston. Oh, that's amazing. Plus the fact they just go through that effort of putting a review on iTunes, which we know You're is not, not kidding. simple. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, awesome. And you're, you. you're an Apple guy saying that. I know. Yeah, exactly. Right? Right. exactly. This is a guy who lives inside the walled garden going, it's a pain in the ass to put it's a, a pain in the ass. <laughs> I don't know why they make it so hard just for people just to yeah. do a stupid review. We sure appreciate it, though. Yeah, it helps yeah, so much. It helps uh, it lift us up in the uh, the charts, uh, helps us get, get discovered because we're higher in the charts. All that really helps. So Boss Tones, thank you so much. If you are a brand new listener or a longtime listener, if you have not dropped us a review, please consider wherever it is that you listen, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever those myriad of things are, Spotify, iHeart, whatever. Drop a review, a like, whatever they'll offer you to do. It's totally free and it super duper helps just yep. like uh, Boston 73 did. All right. With all of that good, in fact, great business behind us this time around, let's jump into the body of episode 126 when we get back from this quick break. 
Guys, for the last few weeks, we have been checking out Factors ready-made meals. Now, they tell us that eating better is easy with their delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, ready to go in two minutes. All that is great. It wouldn't matter if it didn't taste good. So mm-hmm. I've, we've, I've had several. I've been eating them every couple of nights. I'll try one of these Factor meals. And then I had this turkey chili, and wow, was that good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my fiancé is vegetarian vegan actually so i went with the, yes. with the vegetarian option oh mm-hmm. okay and you did for the whole box okay yeah for the whole box you know because they have like over 35 different options you can choose from like every single week mm-hmm. so i went with the vegan option or the vegetarian option and let me tell you they were pretty freaking amazing yeah matter of okay. fact she yeah. stole half of them one to start with wow. she, she took so. it from you yeah yeah my <laughs> wife and i have been trading out saying oh you try this and you try this and check it out mm-hmm. <laughs> it was surprisingly good and again like i didn't realize that even that some of these that were even vegetarian i didn't even know that didn't even know wow mm. so what's really cool though is that if you want to add something extra to all these different meal choices that mm-hmm. you're talking about, there's like 60 different add-ons to help you get going <laughs> and feel good basically all day long. And I don't mean mm-hmm. just like like an extra side or something like that. Like there's a whole bunch of breakfast add-on meals that you can add on to your subscription, not add on yeah. to the right, dinner yeah. meal, but like mm-hmm. to add to your meal plan for the day. And mm. I just think it's, it's really awesome that they give you all these different choices so that you're not just tied into just dinner or just lunch. Having breakfast mm-hmm. as part of one of these meal plans is, I think, kind of unique. I haven't seen that before in any of these meal yeah. delivery services. So I don't know what everybody's waiting for. It's time to get started and get after <laughs> your goals right now. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes and smoothies? Yes, please. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping or cooking or even cleanup required. Just throw it in the trash when you're done. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Let me tell you, if you're looking for something fast with premium options, Factor is the perfect solution for you. You guys know I'm the spreadsheet guy. I have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every single meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Just head over to factormeals.com slash genx50 and use code genx50 to get 50% off. That's code genx50 at factormeals.com slash genx50 to get 50% off. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. For years, professionals have used Bengay not only after exercise, but to warm up before. Does warming up with Bengay really help? A recent clinical study proved when healthy adults warmed up with Bengay, they ran more comfortably for a longer time. For years, there's been proof Bengay helps relieve soreness for hours after exercise. Now there's proof Bengay can help you warm up before. Bengay after and Bengay before. Feel better with Bengay. Let's get the ball rolling right here at the head of the show, talking about media we have been consuming since we last spoke. Now, of course, this could be uh, comics or books or TV or film or music, whatever it is. Uh, Mo, I want to start with you. What have you been checking out in the world of media? Well, I was looking forward to this one, actually. It's the Jurassic World Dominion, uh-huh. the latest 
and apparently the last movie really? of the franchise. That's what they're I saying. That. They're saying this is Ooh. supposed to be the last movie of the franchise. Yeah, they'll say mm. that until they get a profit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is a revival. <laughs> so, you know, once you go see it, you know, I figured, you know, hey, how can you go wrong, right? Dinosaurs, interact with people. I mean, we know the plots of all the movies, right? What could go wrong, of course, right? And it everything goes, goes wrong. wrong. People get mm-hmm. eaten and all's good, right? They managed to screw this up. This is like, oh wow! <laughs> if, if you can make a dinosaur movie and make it wrong, I think they figured out how to do it. Wow! <laughs> they cracked the code. <laughs> they cracked the code. Let's put this: way. we had more fun making fun of the movie as we were watching it hmm. than actually the movie itself. So they overstayed their welcome, is what you're saying? It was badly written. The story just was all over the freaking place. It was like someone just phoned it in. Honestly, it's like they said, oh, we're just going to make a million dollars. We don't have to put a huge effort into it. Throw some good CG in, and then we're set. Hmm. And the part I was looking forward to was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool seeing like the old guard with the new guard people kind of mm-hmm. meeting and interacting right. yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Awful. Like they actually like everyone was just so bland from a personality standpoint. Jeff Goldblum was cool because he's Jeff Goldblum. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still <laughs> you know, hate good. that guy. I don't know. He's, he's entertaining as hell to me. I don't know why. Well, he tried to run me over in Hollywood when I lived out there, so. Fuck that guy. What would you do? <laughs> so George has a personal vendetta. <laughs> I, do. I was like, what'd you do? You must have done something. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Bastard couldn't keep his car in his side of the lane. Uh, okay. So driving skills aside, <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> The, the villain on this thing was like, it's, the villains now are always like these tech people who are like antisocial, you know, the type that we're talking about, like the the guy who on face, you know, all that kind of like, you see him now in like every movie. Like Zuckerberg or- Zuckerberg type, you know, somebody whose personality is turned up super evil. Right. And has, <laughs> and has like no empathy and all that stuff. Right. And no social conscience. And, no, exactly. You know, exactly. Right. People be damned. It's about profit, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that was this uh-huh. villain, which I was like, okay, that's pretty boring. Yeah. Cookie cutter. All right. There were giant locusts in it that right. was eating all the crops in the world except for the company that controls genetics crops. Yeah, nobody figured that one out. And huh? no one figured that one out. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, except for like the two people in Jurassic Park, like, oh my God, we have to investigate this. I'm like, wait a minute. You just showed a picture of crops getting eaten except right next to crops that are not being eaten. <laughs> I mean, come on. It was, it was just awful. I mean, I saw some of the reviews and the critics just kind of panned it pretty heavily. I think they just also didn't like it very much. Mm-hmm. Audience, I mean, I think it's, it seemed like on Rotten Tomatoes, it actually didn't do too bad with the uh, audience side. But I mean, I loved the first few movies so much. And even Jurassic World wasn't awful, even though you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But I was OK with it. It was funny. This one just didn't do it for me. I really only liked the first Jurassic Park movie. Everything okay. after that felt like a pale shadow oh, um, yeah, of the original. And I know Crichton was involved with the first couple. Yeah. And then after that, you know, he unfortunately passed early, so mm-hmm. he didn't have any involvement in the in the world series. But I kind of had a suspicion that this thing was going to be awful based on the way they were publicizing the film before it was released. Oh, I didn't catch that. What did they do? So I watched maybe three different Jurassic World specials on different networks Mm -hmm. where they did, here's the history. Let's take a look back at the first five films and Mm -hmm. let's bring the two casts together. Like you were talking about, Mo, the old guard and the new guard. Mm -hmm. And let's have them sit on couches opposite each other and answer, you know, these generic interviewee questions. Questions. What would you? What would be your favorite dinosaur? And what type of flight mm. would you? You know, all that kind of crap. <laughs> and 
through no part of any of it did it feel genuine or heartfelt. Even the parts where they had the actors sitting there with each other, it felt like they were all just like, why the fuck are we here with these people? Every yeah. time they were looking at each other and they were doing the fake Hollywood praise thing. Oh, Sam Neill. I loved him when I was a kid. Oh, geez, Chris yeah. Pratt would say, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah. You don't even know his name. <laughs> Give me a break. I think you pretty much encapsulated the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're on the same screen. Enjoy. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get. I haven't seen it yet like you have. Um, mm-hmm. Although just recently we were talking about Top Gun and the new Maverick film. And right. John, we talked about, you know, that maybe would make me turn my A-list on. Well, it did. Mm-hmm. And so my mm-hmm. wife and I both have A-list again. And we were planning right. on going to see this movie. I'm not going to let her listen to this podcast before we go see it. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. <laughs> because I don't want her to be <laughs> tainted. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because she was really interested in seeing the film. Right. And I think it's going to make its money and it's going to make its profit. You it, talked about the, the reviews, you know, terrible on critics, but good on fans. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you most of those fans are parents of young children because young children, regardless of the storyline, mommy dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaurs about, are fun. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. As long as it's cool. Which yeah. were very cool CG, very cool dinosaurs. Right. They did have that. But they're not breaking the boundaries like the first film did. No, not at all. So for those of us who grew up with these stories and films... I can see why it might fall flat. Yeah. Jurassic Park in with a bang, out with a whimper. Big time. Sounds like. Big time. Yeah. So that's so yeah, so I was a little disappointing. So George, you have something better, I hope? Oh, oh. Hmm. Uh-oh, he's thinking. Better. <laughs> well, let's see. How do we define better? No, I, I think it's better from your description. Okay. Uh, not having seen Jurassic World yet myself. It's the second in a particular weird style of series that I've seen. Okay. I'm calling it the Adam Sandler drama series. So Adam Sandler oh, sure. for years has done comedic roles in everything he's done. You know, the Billy Madsen, Happy Gilmore character. Yeah, he's had right? a couple of dramatic, like Spanglish. He had a couple thrown in there. Yeah, a couple, but, but the, not really, this is but yeah. a new thing that he's, I think it's as he's gotten into his 50s now. I think he's 50. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He started these new films. This one was released by Netflix. It's called Hustle. Okay. Just released June 3rd. Basketball thing, right? Yeah, it's a basketball oh, thing, yeah, which yeah. anybody who knows anything about Adam Sandler, you'll see him weave basketball into a lot of his movies because he's a huge fan of basketball Mm -hmm, he actually plays really really well and he loves everything about sports so i'll give you the synopsis that netflix publishes when a down on his luck basketball scout finds a potential superstar in spain he sets out to prove they both have what it takes to make it in the nba Mm -hmm. i saw this trailer it looked interesting even though i I don't care about basketball right You want to throw the trailer in Discord. I'm like, wow, I might actually watch this. But okay, so it's out now. <laughs> there was a movie in the late 80s or early 90s with Brendan Fraser called The Scout. That yes. is exactly this movie, but with a slightly more comedic tone. Okay. Uh, where uh, down on his luck scout, who the team fires when he's actually in Mexico. They're like, hey, by the right. way, you're fired. And he finds oh. this kid who can throw the ball 100 miles an hour and hit home runs. All the way. He's the perfect baseball player. That's kind of what this is but in a real world gritty dramatic theme instead of the Mm -hmm. comedic theme it was i thought really well done okay i enjoyed everything they showed on screen my only problem with it is i feel like maybe a little too much was left on the cutting room floor oh okay it feels like there are parts Hmm. of the movie that don't quite go together as well as they could have it feels like maybe there was a little bit too heavy of an edit in the Hmm. whatever was cut out Hmm. 
and since this is a Netflix thing, I don't expect like a DVD with cut scenes coming out right, later, sure, director's yeah, sure. cut or anything like that. But it, it was really good. Now it stars Adam Sandler. He plays a guy named, and this is his name of the character, Stanley Sugarman. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. like, that's a great Adam Sandler character. It is. Yeah, I like it. His wife is played by Queen Latifah. Okay, believe it really? or not. Oh, yeah. Okay. A guy named Ben Foster is kind of the heavy bad guy. He's the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers throughout most of the film. They have a guy who is actually a real NBA player, Juanco Hernana Gomez. I can never pronounce his name. He plays the main, the guy who he finds in Spain. Okay. Uh, and then Robert Duvall makes kind of a brief appearance as the original owner of the 76ers and that guy, the bad guy's father. It's a good film. John, I know you're not a sports guy, but I think this might be a film that you would enjoy because there's a really nice family dynamic with the basketball player and his daughter. He's a single father. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a really good storyline there with he and his family. I think they just maybe cut a little too much out of it. Okay. Hmm. I'm a sucker for the underdog nature of sports films, whether it's the plucky team or the plucky player or the plucky whatever, you know, fighting against the odds. Even though I'm not a sports fan per se, like I get why sports are important to people because there's that element in them where, you know, you can fight from beneath and, you know, overcome. And th- that's the thing that I think could be interesting for me about this. And and I, it concerns me about the edit because I, I get what you mean. I have seen that before. Before where it's like, oh, somebody told them 90 minutes. They're like, well, let's start slashing. What do we take right. out? Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. And it's you can tell it it definitely has his NBA credentials. LeBron James is one of the producers of the film. And oh, wow. there are probably 15 or 20 NBA stars in the film, either in hmm. the film as themselves or different roles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That underdog thing that you talk about, John, it all leads up to the draft. That's what the whole storyline is. He, Stanley Sugarman is trying to get this Spanish kid into the draft mm-hmm. so that he can prove that he had the ability to find the talented star and make his bones. He is also, his character is a failed basketball player because he had a traumatic thing happen right when he was about to get put into the NBA. So sets that up. Yeah. It sets all that, all that hardship up and everything. And it's, it's, it's a really nice film. So he's living vicariously through this kid now too, in addition to his own career. Yeah. And there's a cocky American kid during, you know, when they're doing these tune up games to get ready to show their talents for the draft. And that cocky (laughs) American kid is kind of the, he's kind of the Spanish kids, bad guy, while the owner of the 76ers (laughs) is Adam Sandler's bad guy. I will break you <laughs> a little bit <laughs> all right yeah cool it sounds like something worth checking out certainly I mean, if you're a sports fan or basketball fan super yeah, much it's but, on netflix uh, so if you have it it's free to watch if not go yeah. find it in the public domain and you'll enjoy it it's it's worth the 90 minutes it would have been more worth it for the 110 minutes uh-huh. that i think was right. probably there hustle adam sandler okay cool. now john i know the one that's on the list from you is one that i really 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 meant to watch and still haven't gotten around <laughs> to it yet just because i believe it's based on a true story mm-hmm, it is so uh, let me preface by saying this was not initially my pick to talk about in the media segment i was going to talk about Lightyear, a brand new pixar yeah. blockbuster film at the theater i went and saw it and enjoyed it and was excited to talk about it and then i watched this little film and it's more important to me to talk about than Lightyear. wow yeah so the name of the film is Jerry and Marge Go Large. So, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, so this is, uh, it, it, you're right. It's based on a true story. It stars Brian Cranston and Annette oh. Benning. 
Oh, as wow. this married couple who are retired. Uh, and also, kind of in a peripheral supporting role, Rain Wilson is in it. Okay. Oh, good. As Rainy Wilson as ever he has been, kind of an, <laughs> an aloof kind of doofus with a good heart, that guy, you know, as you can imagine. First, let me tell you the premise of the film and tell you why I liked it so much. The premise is this guy retires from a life as a statistician. He's a super smart brainiac math whiz. And he's done, he's worked, you know, like finances and stuff and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing for companies and managing their books and finding, you know, cost savings and whatever. And he's having a horrible retirement, just not going great. He's super bored, no hobbies. And he also hates the lottery, but stumbles into a a problem, a flaw in the lottery's math, where if you purchase the right amount of tickets, you can make a profit. Not like win the lottery, but mm-hmm. make a profit, right? Oh, I see. Okay. That's something me and my father used to talk about all the time when I was a kid yeah. when the lottery first yeah. came to Florida. <laughs> Yeah, I get it. Okay, cool. Like you might have to buy $800,000 worth of lottery tickets to win the million. But you will win the million, though. You're pretty much guaranteed to win the million. Well, it's not so much win the million. It's more of like if I buy X thousand number of tickets, I'm going to get X number of three number, four number, five numbers, and all those will add up to be more than what I invested. So maybe I'll put in 10,000 and I'll take out 12,000. It's not that I became a millionaire, but he found out a way and it, it lights his just his spirit on fire because it's something he's passionate about again. He didn't want to retire. He's like, if I had my druthers, I'd be back at the office doing what I love to working for these companies because he loves working the numbers and having a goal. And two, he and his wife has kind of drifted apart because she's been retired and he's kind of listless and they're just... So he's in a bad place and he finds something to, to attach onto it. First, he's embarrassed to do it. And then his wife finds out and they both get excited about it together and they decide to pursue it. So that's the premise of the story of the film. The reason I put this over anything else I wanted to talk about is it was so powerful to me at this point in my life. Like if I watched this film when I was 30, well, okay, this is a cute story about these elderly people that are, you know, elderly. trying to find something to do. <laughs> right, exactly, right? And But now, you know, I'm in my mid fifties and I'm like, I can see possibly retirement in my future and also married for years and years and years and decades like this guy, like I can map myself onto this guy's life. And was this the greatest performance that Annette Bening and Brian Cranston have ever had? Not necessarily. Was this the best script ever with the best adaptation? No, but it had all these parts that if you're a Generation Xer who is older, you're, you're on the back half of your life. Let's face it, right? We're, we're not on the way up. We're on the way down. Um, uh, not to say our, our best years may be ahead of us. So the, the, the thing is, with that in mind, that's where the characters are. There's, there's a joy in this film that they found something that it wasn't a job. It wasn't, it wasn't stamp collecting. It was this thing that was crazy. And they're like, you know what? Let's do something crazy together. Who cares? What, are we going to go broke? Oh, no whatever. And it goes great for them. But the point is that it's such an uplifting film, especially if you are a little older, if you're closer to retirement than you are from getting out of college, you know, and the performances are fun. And it has this weird thing. It feels like a late 80s movie where there's this another another crew that figures out the same loophole and they're kind of battling because they're making the jackpots go down and it's a bad guy. But then the bad guy, you see, he has a heart and he has his own problems and it's 
structured like a 90s or late 80s film. It's about us. It's about people like us. And George, you said you were going to watch it. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing else I have watched so far this year. What is this? Uh, It's almost July now. It's late June, early July. Half year. This is the happiest a movie has made me all year. It might be it might be my pig of this year. It might be the best movie I have seen (laughs) of 2022. Wow, that's high praise. Following this podcast, I hate that movie. What the hell? And I don't know where it came from. It's on Paramount Plus is where you could stream it right now. And I had no idea it was even coming. And wow, did it just throw me for a loop. Cool. I'm going to have to check this out. It looks really interesting. To me, it was more interesting a little bit because based in a true story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I love it when somebody finds a way to beat a system legally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's always interesting to me. And especially because of my family's history with gambling, this kind of fits that niche a little bit as well, scratches that itch. Yep. And I like most of the people that are involved in film. I'm not a big Annette Benning fan. I never have been. I just don't think she's a good actress. But I love Brian Cranston. I love Rain Wilson. And the last film mm-hmm. I watched him in, Don't Tell a Soul, he was super creepy. So I saw him <laughs> right. in this and I'm yep, like, oh, yep. I wonder what he's followed up that movie with. I'm interested to go see it based on your description. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. I'm definitely going to catch it out. I don't think anybody, if, if you enjoy this show and the kind of lightheartedness of this show, you said it was based on a true story. That that was my entry vector. It yeah. wasn't, I mean, yeah, Brian Cranston's great. Rain Wilson, great. I was more interested in the like, ooh, true story, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That That's the angle that I went into. And I was just absolutely sideswiped by a heartwarming story that spoke to me. I had happy tears more than once in this movie. <laughs> I laughed out loud more than once in this movie. I had a great feeling at the end of this movie. And at the end of it, like, isn't that what you'll want out of an entertaining film? All those things. And I got them. That's that's why it was. I mean, it, I think it's going to be my movie of 2022. It's I, I don't know what's going to beat it. It's great. Really? Wow. Whew. Well, nothing, yeah. nothing ever did beat Pig, right? Oh, nothing Jesus ever beat Christ. Pig for me. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what should beat Pig. Bacon. That's what should beat Pig. <laughs> I'm sure eventually it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist Podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Since 1975, lettuce is up 61%. Hey, that's a lot of cabbage. Mushrooms, 46%. Grapes, 82%. It's fruitless. In today's economy, you need Ziploc storage bags. With their unique seal, Ziploc bags are a zip to lock, and they stay locked, so foods stay fresher longer. What's up, Doc? Carrots, 138%. Oh, no. Ziploc storage bags. There's no better way to protect your investment. 
So for today's Tech and Toys, I'm saving mine for last because there's a little bit of a story behind it. Okay. Oh, oh. that story sounds time. ominous. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. No, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, so to kick us off, George, why don't you kick us off with what you have? Yeah, so uh, Father's Day was great in this household. I got <laughs> oh, yeah. several nice. items from my Amazon wish list nice. given to me. Always um, nice. I got a whole bunch of decks of those designer playing cards, you know, based on themes of TV shows or movies, oh, stuff cool. like that. Yes. That was really yeah. fun. Fun. Uh, fun. John, I got an Amiga 500 Mini. One Did of those you? things you talked awesome. about on the channel. Yeah. How cool. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Love that a lot. And uh, one of the other things that I got was given to me by my youngest son. He picked it off the list. It's the Razer Kishi or Kishi. I've heard it pronounced both ways in YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And this is the version one model. And I say that because version two came out just a couple of weeks ago and didn't even realize it. I had the original <laughs> version one on my list. But anyway, I'll talk about the version one and my experiences with it. And then at the end, I'll talk a little bit about the version two stuff that I've learned. So right now, the Kishi or Kishi is $44.99 on Amazon. It was originally released in June of 2020. So what is a Kishi? So that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, okay. He's building to that. I'm, I'm, just just to that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean, okay, that's a suspense going. Okay, go for it. So this is a device that basically... It envelops your cell phone. Okay. It connects itself through your charging port, USB-C, mm -hmm. and it turns your cell phone into essentially a PlayStation Portable or a Game Boy or whatever you want to call it. Any of those portable gaming devices. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. And so all of the games that you normally would play on your cell phone, you're theoretically able to use this xbox or playstation style controller now with your oh, cell okay, phone okay. in the middle of it as the screen okay got it and, and the so, brain and the computer and, and the brain and the like, computer yeah, and everything right. okay, yeah okay. so it's a great device don't get me wrong i love it there is somewhat of a little bit of limited game compatibility though and Ooh. that's what i discovered once i plugged it in and started playing because one of the games that i wanted to play using this controller is called Oddmar. john this is a game you introduced me to a long time ago with a little mm -hmm. drunk viking guy running around the levels and collecting <laughs> feathers and stuff i love that little game yeah but he's cute. it's a pain in the butt to play with the on-screen controls for me my fingers don't work great so having to slide back and forth across screen and i hate on-screen controls because yeah. half the time your fingers are in the way of what you're trying to see but you can't see it yeah, yeah that's it's annoying. stupid it's mm -hmm. a poor design that they had to do because of the limitations of your cell phone itself. Like cell phones don't come with joysticks built in. Mm -hmm. So this device, you know, gives you the buttons, it gives you the joysticks and it gives you plenty of buttons. It gives you the four in the diamond. It gives you mm -hmm. two thumb controllers. It gives you a directional pad and it gives you four triggers, two on the right and two on the left. That's pretty much everything. That's yeah. like an Xbox controller or a PlayStation. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. It yeah. also has, you know, some back and forwards buttons in the middle. It has a home button that takes you back to your cell phone's home screen. Screen. All that stuff is wonderful, but the game compatibility is my biggest issue so far. Hmm. It won't work with Oddmar. And I found oh. out that it uses a certain thing. I didn't know this existed, but it makes sense that it does. There are standards that both Google and Apple have built in. Android is called Android HID, mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. iOS version is called MFI. 
So those standards allow external controllers to manipulate in-game mm -hmm. controls. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so it's kind of like the direct input for Windows. So yeah, I think HID is human interface device. And I've seen MFI, which I think is made for iOS. I think it's kind of well, the, the style. Yeah. Oddmar is compatible with MFI. I don't have an Apple iPhone, so it doesn't help oh. me. Oh, it's, oh, it's compatible with Apple version. I see. Exactly. Oh. So that's a little bit disheartening. The other part is there is an app that you can install with your phone, the Kishi app. It's really more of just an advertising platform than anything. It mm. you know shows you the games that you have installed on your phone that are compatible with it. Mm -hmm. And then it gives you a discovery tab to learn and find new games to install. Okay. There is no way to reconfigure anything on the controller. Like if, uh. if you open up your game and the jump is on A and you want it to be on X, tough shit. That's a miss. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let me remap. When I look at these, it looks fascinating. I looked at the link that you have. I've seen several of these. I've bought cheapy ones that are just kind of springy. Mm -hmm. This one looks much more upscale. Like I saw the version twos were like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it, like they're really proud of it. Yeah. The thing that always grabs me as being problematic with it, I'm curious how this one works for you, is I don't know anybody anymore that doesn't have their phone in some kind of a case. Does this thing oh, anticipate you, you're going to have a case on your phone or is it one of those where you got to take it out of the case to plug it in? Or, uh, what about the physical interface? Hmm. So I think it would depend upon the case more than anything. Hmm. From what I can see, because I don't have a case on my phone, so I'm the one percenters who okay. doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But putting my phone in this device, I think the only place where it would be difficult would be if your case pushes back your charging port too far into the case for so the little nub in. of mm -hmm. the device to reach okay. it. But it's very snug for me. Once I put the charging port over top of the little nub of the device, and then I stretch that material out that you see in the picture, slide the other end of the phone in and let it stretch back to its original mm -hmm. shape. And it holds it in firm and tight. Like it feels like a real PSP device. Like it feels so it like feels a solid, solid piece. Yeah. 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 One, one unit. And yeah. there is room on the backside for a case. Like there's enough hmm. depth there between the back of the phone and the stretchy material that makes up the back of the uh, device of the Kishi. There's enough room there for a case. I just don't know about the nub connection gotcha. part for, for a reasonable case like you're saying if it's a if it's a giant maybe an otter box it like might not otter box, it's too boxy. i don't think it would work yeah with yeah. That. Well, yeah that's yeah. Gotcha. okay yeah. now you mentioned the kishi version 2 being 900 dollars or sorry a hundred dollars nine hundred dollars would be crazy <laughs> um that device just came out on june 8th 2022 oh, so, so almost two new. years to the day and from what i can see both online and in some reviews it fixes most of the problems I mentioned. <laughs> oh, but you got the version one. Oh, no. Yeah. It has a better app. There are customizable buttons. It does a better job Ooh. of working with more devices. So uh, it's Amazon. Can you exchange? Yeah. Exactly. I might ask my son if we can return this one and me put in an extra 50 bucks and get the new one. Gotcha. It sounds like it's probably worth it if you're having that many things that sort of annoy you it on does, it. It does. Right. It seems to me like it's a worthwhile extra $50 to throw at. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because yeah. what you got, almost, it got you in the door, but too many mm-hmm. problems, it sounds well, like. Because right. I put this on my Amazon wish list like a year ago. Right. And so there was no hint that a version two was coming version out. Was coming. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that it <laughs> snuck its way in there. Surprise. And, you know, right as I got this one for Father's Day. So I'm happy with it. I think I'd be happier with a version two. And I think that's probably where I'll go. So if anybody out there is looking for an external controller for your cell phone, maybe hold off on the version one and (laughs) look at getting the version two, maybe even wait for a little while and see if the price drops with both of them out there. I don't think so. I think they're going to stick at around the 50 and hundred dollar range, you know, for a while, for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think so. But that's what I had. Uh, John, you have been teasing on Discord something (laughs) that you picked up at another one of your damn toy shows in Jacksonville that you have 7,000 of, and I have nothing in Tallahassee. (laughs) So I kind of want to get a little envious and jealous here and listen to you tell us about the thing you picked up. Yeah, well, you're going to be, so be prepared. Yeah, certainly. Now, this is technically a board game, I guess you would call it, but I want to talk about it in tech and toys because, well, first, it's full of technology and two i don't know how much value it has as a board game it's more cool as a piece of tech which well, is great. so first we have to ask mo if he's going to allow this oh it's a deviation from uh-huh. pure tech mo is that all right <laughs> i'll allow it <laughs> all right okay <laughs> the judge has called so what i found was a dungeons and dragons themed electronic board game oh hell yeah i allow this good <laughs> yeah there we go, there we go. <laughs> i should have said that first and tipped yeah, the skills of my favorite <laughs> right this was manufactured by mattel electronics the same people who did the intellivision mm-hmm. back in 1980 wow. wow that's real early i know right now i've never seen this before the first time i saw it was at this toy show and it wasn't even on the table it was sitting on like on the floor behind the guy and i'm like what's that <laughs> back there and he's like oh yeah i just bought this from another vendor for my buddy but he already has one i'm like do you want to part with this one what is it it looks it's just, just the box was looks fascinating the game is called computer labyrinth it's the dungeons and dragons branded computer labyrinth okay and what you have is i've had people talk about this as being compared to dark tower that original dark tower as being an electronic game in that kind of role-playing genre that they enjoyed envied or had as a kid now i only ever knew of the dark tower never knew of this one so picture if you will it looks almost like a little castle and it has this big play board that is electronic but doesn't light up or anything think of like the original dark tower the keypad on the dark tower that's this membrane keyboard that you kind of Mm -hmm. push your fingertip Mm -hmm. into boop push the button the entire surface of this game is that it's a big membrane touch control surface and the game randomizes a dungeon for you every time you start. You tell them where your home is, you know, where's your little safe room, and you start moving around the board. And you have these little metal, either pot metal or pewter pieces that have a little nub on the bottom, like your finger. So when you move the piece, it goes boop, boop, and electronically. Oh, I should say, by the way, I had no idea if this works. It did work when I got it home. Okay. Super clean. Yeah, that's good. Yep. And as you move around, it's like you're moving in the dark. It reminds me of the game Stop Thief where you have to move around and you listen to the sounds to know what's happening. You walk around and then you go, blah, 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 blah. there's a noise that says, oh, you ran into a wall. So the other element of this game, it's called Computer Labyrinth. When you run into a wall, you pick up a little wall piece and you set it on the board and it's building the maze on the board as you explore. So it's like ah, totally in the so dark. So you're revealing it just like you a are. video game when you're on the map and you can't see too far in front right. of you. Yeah. 
So yeah. you're actually kind of walking on a grid, sort of, right? You are. Perfectly a grid. That's right. And when you try to go from one square to the other, it says, oh, there's a wall in between. You can't do it. You got it. Yep. Okay, got you, it. You, got it, got it, it. It beeps, it beeps, it beeps, or it goes bonk and says, oh, that's a wall. That ends your turn. You put up a wall. And you're sort of exploring and finding out. Cool. And at some point, you'll get too close to the dragon who's guarding the treasure, and you'll hear a noise. And you don't know where he is. You just know he's at least X distance from you, so that you have this another metal marker you put on the board, and it says, you know, you, you kind of guess where he is, and you can guess based on you know how far away must he have been and you can do the single player because you fight the computer or you can do it two player where you battle each other to try to get to the treasure and make it back to your safe room this is one of those games that like i've played it now i know how to play it i played it as a player but Mm -hmm. as a piece of nostalgic just a toy a gadget i can't imagine having this as a kid because it's like a video game because oh the computer is figuring out the game for me and it's different every time it's kind of like a building toy because you build the little walls up and you're making Mm -hmm. the maze and you have to kind of navigate through it. And there's a dragon that makes noise and there's sound of you know, creaking and doors and stuff. It's immersive, but also kind of like goofy and quaint in a way that only happened in the early 80s because we were so kind of innocent as to what we would consider being scary and that kind of right. thing. And the term computer seems very loose here. <laughs> <laughs> so no lights, nine volt battery and a speaker, right? That That's okay. the electronics here. Got it. There's something about it that it just it spoke to me and then I got it open and it's gorgeous inside whoever had it took great care of it nice. there were a couple of tiny tokens missing good news out there on the web people have made 3d models I've already printed tiny replacement parts for the little walls I had a few missing <laughs> awesome and then I went looking well how much would this have cost me so sight unseen not knowing if it worked I gave the guy 45 bucks for it okay okay and now I'm finding complete ones are going upwards of a hundred bucks or so. So I got away with a hell of a deal. Nice. For another cool nostalgic toy. I am working, as you said, I've been teasing George on on Discord and over on social that I got this cool thing and I'm working on a video taking a look at it. It's, it's just going to be a delight listening to the noises that it, it just has <laughs> that kind of old 80s electronic toy Merlin Simon kind of beeping and blipping to it. Uh, and it's Dungeons and Dragons themed and has metal statues. I don't know. What could go wrong? And it, they, nothing did. It's a great gadget so are you jealous did i make you jealous enough i am very yeah i mean i'm on ebay right now so (laughs) i'm looking there are several that are listed at 100 i'm also seeing some that are listed at 40 so it looks like it's between those two prices yeah Um, i haven't looked up how many have been sold and what they've been sold at but um yeah it it looks really interesting especially impressed because i remember the membrane stuff that that was a pretty prevalent you saw those a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and a lot of them those they kind of wore out I remember that was like a problem with some of those. Right. So to find that you have one that didn't, like evidently the guy didn't play it a lot or something because he said that all of it still works really well. It, it looks like it was played, but played and then put away carefully. Like it wasn't put away right. with a battery in it. So there's no corrosion or anything. Nice. And so it worked perfect out of the gate. I love when people take care of stuff from that age. And so I'm trying to restore it with the extra printed parts and stuff. So the next person that gets you it. You can talk about all the, I'm looking at some zoomed in pictures. There's like little symbols on every square and there's some stuff off to the left. Yeah, nice. there's 
it's very Control intricate. Buttons, There's only so much I could cover. But <laughs> you know, oddly, the little symbols don't even mean anything. They're just representative of oh, okay. cute things. Yeah, they look, they look good. They look awesome. Yeah, it looks very <laughs> TSR from the 80s for sure. Cool. So, yeah, so 1980 Dungeons and Dragons Computer Labyrinth. Keep an eye on YouTube. Eventually, I'll have a little video up about it. You can take a closer look. I love it. And it's going, it's in my permanent collection. It's not going anywhere. Wow. Now, Mo, you were, you were building up to something. You had a story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We both had a little story. So lay it on us. What do you got? Yeah, this is a little bit bigger story. So I've been dating my girlfriend for a year. Actually, a year is coming okay. up right now, right? And, you know, the typical relationship like, oh, no, we don't, we don't do anything. We're not going to do anything special. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, I made sure to buy something, right? I got her, which I thought was a very nice, thoughtful gift. I know she's like really likes chocolate, but she likes like super dark chocolate. And I went and mm. I found like all this gourmet, like 100%, like literally 100% dark chocolate, like not right. 80, not yeah. 90, 100% chocolate. I found this, all this different place I had to order from. I was like, I thought I did pretty damn good. I was very proud of myself. Now, she hasn't gotten it yet. So when she hears this, it'll be over. So she'll see it. So, okay. so what she got me was a full size replica Cubert arcade cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> and you got her chocolate. I got her wait, chocolate. Wait. So a full size? Full size replica Cubert arcade cabinet. So not the replicate. No, one full, full one-to-one from this guy out in Long Island. Okay. Which then I found out that she contacted John yeah, to was get information <laughs> to help find the right one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys, I told the story many times about how Cubert and I played with my brother who's longer with us. And it, that's yep. why the game has always been very special to me. And it literally brought tears to my eyes when I got this thing. Oh, wow. wow. Um, because <laughs> it looks- Gift success. <laughs> It looks and plays just like the original arcade cabinet. The only thing that's different is that they did put a flat screen instead of a CRT, which I'm totally cool with. You yep. know, I totally get why. It takes quarters to play it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the way, like some of the things are a little bit inconvenient, but I like that it's inconvenient because it reminds me that's the real game. Like you can't control the volume on it, but that's fine. I mean, it's an arcade cabinet. You're not, you never can control the volume right. on these things. When it's on in the background, just when I leave it on, it like, you know, you hear the, the sound of it, you know, the, you know, the demo and it goes through boink, the scores boink, and boink, how it plays. Oh, yeah, the noises. I can and hear it. again, like it, I could spend a lot of time trying to find faults on this thing. It, it's it's just amazing. It's it's awesome. I play it constantly. I, I played it many, many times. And it's the guy who built this thing just took so much. You could see how much care he took to make sure it looked like the original cabinet. The side art's there. The front art's exactly the same. The marquee is the same. I mean, everything's the same. And this is nitpicky. The only thing it does not have is a knocker when you fall. Like they put that pinball mm-hmm. oh, right. knocker in there. I'll figure that part out. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I will get a knocker in there. But still, but overall, let me tell you, the, the guy who builds these things is, I just cannot get over just how beautiful this thing looks. Wow. So I only was involved working with your girlfriend remotely via text and talking. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, maybe I found this vintage one from 82. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's like giving somebody a boat. It's going to be constantly broken and they're working on <laughs> yeah, it. No. And, you know, what about this one I found that's kind of, and I'm like, no, that's like a multi and it's not, it just spent a lot of money for nothing. Mm-hmm. And when she found this guy that did these replicas, I didn't know anybody did this. I thought people just did giant multi-cades. 
Right. And then I saw this guy who was meticulously trying to replicate everything, like the tea molding, the artwork, like you said. And what I had hoped, and the reason that I recommended it to her was because, as you said, it looks, it feels or whatever. What was I thought would be important, and I'm hoping that it hit, was that it, not just that it looks and sounds, but it it, it has the, like the muscle memory, the, the, the memory, the feeling of standing in front of it. That's what oh, I yeah. hoped it would invoke. Is that, did it give you that? Did you have oh, that feeling? Oh, it totally did. I mean, just the, uh, when I first started playing it, I was sitting there and I was like, the, Q, I don't know, the original Cuber cabinet, the top where the marquee is, was actually a little low, like okay. from a lot of the other ones. I remember like leaning against, like putting my arm up and leaning against the cabinet because that was the way I could visually, like I could see it and it was comfortable. And I just, and the way I did that, it's just only like all the memories came back from playing. So I'm like, this is how I stood in front of the cabinet when I played it. <laughs> That's awesome. This is That's how fantastic. I did it. I have quarters all along the top. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, yeah, I have the key. I opened the door and all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm. It's keys for the door. Holy yeah. crap. This is like There's a keys full for on, the door. Like, wow. Okay. It's, it's a full on replica of the thing. Like I said, the only small piece that's missing is the knocker, which I already, I emailed the guy. He's like, oh, and he said he'll happy to send me how to put one in there if I want oh, to do dang. one myself. Right. You know, guys, super neat. nice, super, super nice. And obviously, obviously, I'm going to do a review of this thing because, mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it'd be like no effort. I was looking at his site and all the cabinets this guy does and mm-hmm. they all look just freaking amazing yeah yeah i expect george has already clicked through and he's browsing the galaga <laughs> right now <laughs> well <laughs> i'm imagining i haven't found the website but i'm uh i'm imagining that it's Consider probably out of my price range for right now oh yeah uh, not to mention the space range there's there's a cost to having these cabinets that's not just the amount no, of right. money mm-hmm. there's also yep. a space cost and yeah as much as I would love to have an original Galaga cabinet designed mm-hmm. the way it should be, this is a big room, but it's already full. So yeah. I, I don't know where I would no, put I agree. it. It is a space. She's like, I didn't think you have space for it. I'm like, I will throw up my brother if I need to make space for this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the problem. I will find space. And I did it. It's in my office. It's like, you know, I put it, I just turn my head and see it. It's definitely something that I'll probably leave to my kids kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. like, who wants dad's cabinet? If you want it, George, all you have to do apparently is buy your wife some chocolate and then she'll get <laughs> you this thing. Because apparently that's the equivalency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yes. shit. What? <laughs> he found the site. You got the site. <laughs> well, I found the site because of the link that we put in the card, but I yeah. went to the site and it said, click here to view our games. They've got a Dragon's Lair. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, damn it. And you see how it looks? I mean, they look amazing. And I'll be honest with you. I might prefer a Dragon's Lair over a Galaga just because I think a Dragon's Lair cabinet is prettier than a Galaga cool cabinet. Looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are pretty yeah. cool looking. And, and John, thank you so much for like not getting me an original cabinet because honestly, an original cabinet is going to be worn. right? Exactly. It's going to have wear yeah. and tear on it yep. and all this stuff. This one looks like day one in the arcade. Rolled off the factory. Machine. That's what exactly. it looks like. That's what it I thought does. if I were you, I would want. I'm like, I, I don't want an old one. I yeah, want absolutely. to relive absolutely. that moment. And I hope that would do it. Yep. You know, I even position so you see the side art. I mean, come on. I mean, I was mm. like, yeah, I'm moving stuff out of the way. So yeah, yeah this, you, it was amazing. You have a girlfriend and who must really love you because you're not kidding. I see the price now. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I have consciously decided to not see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to spoil it for you but but yeah it's not a small number i'll say no, that I, oh trust me i'm just looking at it i know and she, and she had to have it shipped yeah like freighted here from long island new york damn they've got everything on this one yeah, i know a, I there's know. a gauntlet yeah. there's centipedes there's the galaga 
when I was talking to her, Mo, I'm like, that Donkey Kong is really pretty. She said, yeah, I talked to the guy. He said, you can save if you're shipping two to Florida. I'm like, no, 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 no. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, I'm definitely going to do a full review and write up on it. It brings back a lot of the memories. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Morris, I wish you could take golf lessons. I'm more the polo type. How's my backswing? I thought you had a muscle spasm. Lunchtime, sweetie, something new. I'm finicky, remember? It's nine lives new sliced turkey and gravy. That's news to me. Yummy bite-sized turkey slices and creamy gravy. Sliced turkey? For <laughs> Nine lives new sliced dinners for finicky cats. This is my new favorite sport, nine lives. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, time to talk about games. We've talked about tech and toys, and John even snuck a game into that segment, but I (laughs) want to talk specifically about games, mainly because we are deep in the heart of the Steam Summer Sale, ladies and gentlemen. This is an event that strikes fear in the heart of working adult Gen Xers everywhere. Oh, my God. Summer Sale started on June 23rd, which is already passed, and it continues until July 7th. So you have plenty of time to spend that money that you're going to have to explain to your significant other later on. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually turning out to be a really interesting summer sale this year. I have picked out a few games that I think would be interesting to a wide range of people. These are okay. some AAA-ish titles that have really, really solid discounts. So the first one I'm going to mm-hmm. put up, and it's just because I'm a recent convert to loving soccer, FIFA 2022, which is the oh, EA Sports one. franchise for soccer. You know, they've got the Madden, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and all this stuff for the different sports. FIFA 2022 right. for soccer was released October of 21. So it's only like eight months old at this point. Yep. It is 84% off on the steam summer sale wow. this game now sells for nine dollars and 59 cents it's regularly 59.99 yep. so that's a huge savings if you're interested at all in sports games or fifa in particular uh, uh damn it hitman 3 <laughs> this is a game from our oh, past yeah. right well, yes, so yes. hitman 3 this game was released in january of this year yeah that's the newest one okay is 60 percent off at 23.99 that's so pretty good regular 59 dollars yep. down to $23.99. So that's a solid, solid sale. And that's a big time game too. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. John, one of our favorite franchises of all time, Life is Strange, True Colors Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. on this sale. 
released in September of last year. It's originally $59.99. Right now, it's 50% off at $29.99. So well a solid it. discount. <sighs> and then another one that's a, I think is a favorite of yours, John, and yours, Mo. I think you guys both like this series, Just Cause. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Big time. Just Cause 4 Reloaded, which was released in 2018. So several years old, four yeah. years old at this point. Mm-hmm. 87% off. Regularly $62.95, That is tons of fun for it under is. 10 bucks right there. That's a playground. And I think the Reloaded has all the DLCs in it too, I think. Well, no, now they have the DLC as a separate price. Oh, they do? Okay. Oh, do they? Yeah, that's okay. a 5 or $6 price as well. But for the two of them, 15 bucks roughly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. You can get both. So, And the whole Just Cause series, all of the titles are on sale. So of course if you they don't are. have Just Cause 1, 2, or 3, mm-hmm. you can obviously pick them up. The DLCs are also on sale. So I hate mentioning the Steam Summer Sale because I'm going to talk myself into spending money that I oh, don't yeah. have, as most people are. <laughs> oh, yeah. But happens. if we don't talk about it, people are going to say, oh, I didn't know it was happening. So at least this way, we've let everybody know so they can't say, well, I missed out because I didn't <laughs> hear about go. it from Gen X Corona. <laughs> there are crazy good deals on that sale. There's always yeah. something. And you have a wish list or something, and they'll let you know, hey, things on your wish oh, list or yeah. on the Steam They're Summer Sale. They're not shy about that part. No, they'll let you know. (laughs) So, John, I think you might have picked up a game from the Steam Summer Sale, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Let's say I picked up a game from the Steam Summer Sale. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, Let's pretend that's true. That's a singular fact. I did, though, and I I think probably, I wonder if they don't inspire what they put on sale from what people have on their wish list. They probably say, oh, 8 million people are on the wish list. Let's put it on the sale and maybe, because then they can pepper you an email going, hey, you know how you had this on your wish list? Half Mm -hmm. price, jump, sucker. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's what the email said in my case, and I jumped, sucker. I did it. So (laughs) there's another platformer game that I had heard good things about. It has a very positive kind of overall aggregate uh, review score. It's called Unbound Worlds Apart. Don't know that one. So this is one of those games that's kind of Metroidvania in a way. So it's this big underground area to explore. It's a Mm -hmm. platform puzzler, right? So you have, I need to get from here to there. Well, I can't get there right now because I don't have the double jump. I don't have the dash ahead power yet that you're going to get later. But the concept is you're this little guy. You actually find out you're a child and you look like, imagine if Orko from Masters of the Universe had feet, Mm -hmm. right? So you can't see his (laughs) face. It's just like this red cloak with a pointy top and the tip of it's on fire for some reason. But anyway, and what happens at the beginning of the game, you go outside of your town to chase down this little dog looking thing. And while you're gone, your entire village is decimated by this monster that comes in and destroys it. And you come back in the town. You were, of course, spared because you were not inside the village. But you're trying to find out, restore your village, find out what happened. And it's this parallel universe thing. So the primary mechanic is your left bumper will open this bubble, like this zip, this like little vortex to either the past or the future or a different dimension or whatever. But inside okay. that bubble, things are different. Like maybe there's this little monster that's flying around like a little, a little bee. But inside of the bubble that you create, he's an evil monster that can attack you. Well, don't do that. Or, or some monsters, like they're alive now, but then you open up the bubble and they become a rock you can jump on to get to another layer. Oh. Or maybe inside of the bubble, certain walls disappear. Oh, okay. Wow. So you can imagine like you might have to start a jump, open the bubble so a wall will disappear so you don't run into 
into it and then turn off the bubble so you can go past it. It's very much kind of a timing thing, but it's okay. planning because you're like, where I put the bubble? What does it impact? Like if you walk in or out of it, you're fine. But if monsters walk in and out of it, they change their nature sometimes. The mm. environment changes, doors open and close inside of the bubble. And you you gain ever abilities, like I mentioned, the double jump and things like that. Ultimately, it's this kind of a Dungeons and Dragons kind of lore where there's a monster that's mysterious and you're trying to restore the shards of the broken crystals. Or It's all just an excuse for having exploration, advancement of your character, and solving puzzles using platform mechanics. Okay. I've played a couple of hours so far and it's right up my alley. It's the kind of thing that I dig. It's not plotting. It's not based so much on combat. It's more based on exploration. So depending on the style of game you enjoy, if you okay. like platform puzzlers and like a character advancement with a little bit of story, tiny bit of story thrown in to make sense, Unbound, Worlds Apart, pretty darn good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to withhold judgment for a review rating right now, but I would say generally favorable so far based on the hours that I have in it. Nice. And of course, it was half price on the Steam summer sale, so I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> so you had to do it. <laughs> yeah. But what about you? What have you been playing? So actually, this is a little bit of a throwback. When the Wii came out, like how long ago was that now? Jeez. The Wii came Wii? out. The Wii? Wii like yeah, seven, eight Wii. years ago? Maybe yeah, 10? Yeah, it, it was probably 10 years ago, right? But one of the things I really loved about the Wii was playing games with my kids, right? Like the, the, oh, the bowling, bowling the tennis. Tennis, all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. And I didn't realize that all those things are on the switch and i was at my daughter's we were there hanging out and they have the wii sports like game and same motion controllers and all that stuff and we're bowling Mm -hmm. and and i just wanted to bring it up because that was such a cool thing i remember doing and it's still just a boatload of fun (laughs) you know playing the the switch sports basically is the game so this is those games those sports games now they have those same same sports games and it uses the switch controllers so do they have motion sensors in them i didn't know that apparently they do i had no idea because i was playing tennis on them and you have that little thing you slide on that kind of put around your wrist like Mm -hmm. it came with the that you you put that on there tiny wrist and you're swinging a tennis racket you're bowling a bowling ball now the switch controllers feel too small for this to me you you would think but they actually (laughs) work really well Hmm. yeah surprisingly there's even like a fencing game kind of thing where you like basically Mm -hmm. trying to beat each other with like swords and you can block i mean that's not gonna get lawsuits going (laughs) and the other thing about it that's really fun is that i guess because of modern technology is that i even was like home i was able to play with my daughter we were able to bowl together oh that wasn't a wee thing wow without being in the same room that's a neat idea so how much does this game cost it was 29 dollars, i believe okay and now you know, everything's virtual these is it days. a download or just a disc you got or it's a download okay, yeah. i just downloaded it it's if you like that type of game if you like playing those games especially with family social mm-hmm. and you know the amazing thing is people who aren't into video games can play those games so if you're playing across the internet like you were with your daughter mm-hmm. the one part that was fun about the Wii Sports was the social interaction of the people yes. being in the same room and laughing at yes. each other and stuff like that how is that accomplished when playing remotely it's not the same I granted um, oh, it's okay. diminished. Yeah, yeah it's diminished I mean we were texting each other on the phone smack talking uh-huh. <laughs> as we were bowling because <laughs> it wasn't even just the two of us it was the two of us her husband was also bowling they, now they were playing together and right. then a whole bunch of, like random people as well so it was like 10 people total bowling against each oh. other oh so you can't control who's in the room You, I, I don't know to be honest uh, okay. she she set up the room so maybe she just set it up just oh, to maybe you can people. set it up friends only or something yeah. like that but. they still did add a lot of social plus the biggest thing is that you could play together like we were in the same room over her place 
we had four controllers, four of us were yep. playing. And it was just cool. I was, I, it was something that I missed when the Wii kind of fell out of date, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that it was back and there were games now that still support that stuff. I know my wife's a big fan of it, so now I'll show this to her and see see if it's something she's interested in getting because we do have a Switch in the house. Oh, oh, yeah, then you're already there. Yeah, just 29 bucks away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems like what the games go for on the Switch. These days with downloads, it's so easy. It's like, oh, you have my credit card already. Yeah, buy it. Yeah, That's a little dangerous. It seems free because I don't see yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hi, this is comedian and writer. And let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey, as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. The Energizer. I could ride to this music all day. You and these Energizers just keep on going. Of all leading brands, nothing outlasts the Energizer from EverReady. Nothing outsnaps it. Nothing outadds, outwalks, outplays, outtapes, outshines, outlasts it. Nothing. The Energizer even outlasted Big Strong Charlie. The Energizer, Energizer, for life. Long life. Energize me. Before we wrap up the show, we like to take a second here toward the end to talk about the things we're going to look at or look forward to between now and the next time we get together. And Mo, I would like to start with you. What do you have on the horizon? Oh, sure. I mean, just so much good TV and movies right now. This is an awesome time of year. So, you know, Stranger Things, the second part. Obviously, you saw the first part. I'm really looking forward to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder is coming out July 8th. And the thing I'm really looking forward to is the third season of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Have you, you guys watched that? No, I mean, I've seen like a trailer or two, but I haven't gone down mm-hmm. that rabbit hole. It's comic yet book based, I think, right? Yeah, 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 there's so many comic book properties uh, it out is. there. <laughs> it's definitely comic book based, but you can see that it's a lot more story about the characters and stuff than about superpowers. Mm-hmm. Like the superpowers just add to the story. I really love the first two seasons. Season three just dropped uh, about a week ago. So I'm just waiting to have the time to sit down and binge watch these suckers. Right. So that's what I got. So how about you, John? Uh, just a few things. So there's a new film coming out on Netflix on July 8th. It's an animated film called Sea Beast. Hmm. Like sea, like the ocean, Sea Beast. Okay. Looks like it's a kind of a coming of age, like a Viking guy and this young girl that wants to go off and be a Viking and she's not supposed to and she kind of stows away and there's a look, it looks kind of like Jason and the Argonauts kind of Clash of the Titans themed a little bit with some giant, you know, ocean monsters. I think of the Kraken when I see this trailer, but it mm-hmm. looks like one of those sweet heartfelt kind of uh, 
I don't, it looks like DreamWorks, maybe. I don't think it's Pixar or Disney, but it looked pretty neat. Looking forward to that one on Netflix. Also, you mentioned last time The Black Phone just came out mm. in theaters. I have not had a chance to go out and see it, but I'm looking forward to go out and check that one out. And the other one that you stole my thunder on, but we're all looking forward to probably, and that's Stranger Things 4 Volume 2. I uh, finally caught up on that. Last time we spoke, I had a couple left. Now oh, yeah. I'm up okay, to speed. Great. I know, know where we're at. This season has really picked up the pace. Uh, I felt season three was like a lot of stuff happened right at the end, but it kind of drugged. This one was really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and and th- th- it was a great idea to leave us hanging right here at this moment <laughs> in the story so we can all talk about it. So July 1st, volume two of that comes out. I can't wait for that on Netflix. Awesome. Uh, George, what about you? What do you got coming up? Uh, well, uh, first I've got Minions, The Rise of Gru. I don't know why this trailer. I mean, it's a, it's another Gru Minions film, but this one looked funny to me. So I want to check that one out. Thor, Love and Thunder, of course, July 8th. But the thing I'm most looking forward to actually will take place one day after the next podcast after this one, but SFGE starts on July 15th. So I am really, really looking forward to that because this will be the first year since the first time um, I ever went to SFGE where I'm going there with very little to activity that I'm obligated to do. And so I get to enjoy the convention with all of us that are going. Um, My wife's going, my son just asked off from his two jobs because he wants to go. So I got to figure out how we're going to, fit him in the room because that wasn't the original plan, but <laughs> I, I sense that he might be sleeping in the bathtub or something for the weekend, but that's his call. So Get a cot, kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. It'll be a really fun convention. We love the guys who run that show, yeah. and they provide a very unique experience because, as John has mentioned in other podcasts and videos, it is video game based. That's where their roots are video games mm-hmm. and pinball machines, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they offer so many other things now that it is, it's truly a convention that can attract a much larger audience. They've yeah. got the professional wrestling segments on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's Friday and Saturday. It might be Saturday and Sunday, but they've got professional wrestling. They have a uh, garage sale that yeah. they do or a, a flea Saturday market. morning flea market thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Neat. That looks really fun. I'm sure the prices will be exorbitant but I want to go look through some stuff. You know, we're going to spend some money. The console room is something I almost never get a chance to go spend any time in. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I always duck my head in and then move on. Like, yeah, yeah because we're, you know, we got to get back to our table. I know. And yeah. Even the uh, independent video game guys, you know, we, we made some really good friends through that, that one year, but I haven't paid as much attention to it since then. Sure. And that's some stuff that I want to start enjoying again. And as I'm getting older, John, you talked earlier in the podcast about, you know, nearing retirement. Well, I guess I'm kind (laughs) of in that mindset that I want to enjoy things more than I want to work. Amen, brother. So that's why I'm looking forward to SFGE in Atlanta, uh, July 15th through the 17th. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Yep. That's going to be a good time. Before we get out of this show, I want to really quickly thank a brand new Patreon supporter that we gained since we last spoke. Ooh. Devin oh, signed wow. up with those Canadian dollars. So All right. <laughs> after the uh, the conversion translation or whatever, it's CAD amount, whatever it is. Hey, Devin, we like Canadian <laughs> money too. We're so grateful that you decided <laughs> to support us. Uh, we love that you did. It really uh, helps kind of keep the gas in the tank of what we do. Uh, we love everyone who uh, finds it in their heart to support us financially, whether it be on Patreon or over on YouTube. And Devin has joined that squad we're grateful to have you there that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show but don't worry we'll be back in two weeks with another one but next week is our backtrack we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep 
And George, hot on the heels of SFGE that you were just talking about, one of the things we go to SFGE for is that big free play arcade where all the mm-hmm. pinball machines and arcade machines, for your cost of entry, everything you can play as much as you want all the time without any quarters or tokens. So it's that rise of the free play arcade that we're going to be talking about in our next backtrack. It's evolution. How is it better than old school arcades? How is it worse than old school arcades? We're going to dissect that and dig into the nuts and bolts and the the feels of those free play (laughs) arcades that have kind of arisen, I guess, probably just the last decade or so. They become a thing. Yeah, that should be a good time. Hope you'll join us for that backtrack coming your way next week. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. And fourth listener, it's you. We all appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. And the summer motherfucker. <laughs> that fucking phrase, summer steam sale. That's some bullshit. Summer steam. Yeah, that was rough, wasn't it? Tongue twister. I didn't even hear. Did you announce it as episode 126 at the beginning? Yeah, at the very beginning, you did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it 126? I just was... purge everything out of my mind every 30 seconds like a goldfish. So. <laughs> pass now. <laughs> Boy, it must be nice living that way. <laughs> just, it's not less stressful. life is a lot easier if you forget everything every 30 seconds. <laughs> hey, it's Spanish. And it's Verlaine, and we are Game Fix. And hey, where are you going to get the latest video game news and reviews? Anywhere on the internet. No, no, no. Where, where are you going to get unfiltered opinions, brutal truths, and pretty much things nobody has the balls to say? Ah, then, my friend, you're talking about us, the Game Fix Podcast. Damn right I am. If you want to join us for our takes on gaming news, honest gaming reviews, and celebrity interviews... Uh, oh, we're doing this rhyming thing? Well, then get on your shoes. We'll eliminate your blues. Hey, you might end up with some really heavy clues. N- no, no. F- find our podcast on iTunes or our website at GameFixShow.com. Hey, maybe video games aren't your thing. I was a loser once, too. We talk movies, comics, toys. To convince you that everything that we just said is true, here's Duke Nukem. Cheers, love. The cavalry's here. No, 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 no. The other line, man. Take it from me, Duke Nukem. Either listen to the Game Fix podcast or go f*** yourself. I don't really care. Whoa! Whoa.